fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It is available from Chaosium. I am the Keeper of the Secrets, and this is episode 37. Our recap will be given by David Gassaway as his character, Roland Kurz. But before we begin, we do have a new patron. Billy Kay has pledged $5 a month to our club. Thank you so much, Billy. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. David? Thank you, John. A lengthy telegram, but it's on his time. My good Smythe, I hope this finds you well. We stepped off the Orient Express in Trieste, and though prepared for cold, the frigid and biting winds of the famed Bora took away our breath. Setting ourselves up in our hotel, we then stepped out to find Johann Winkelmann, as you had suggested, only to learn at the Museo di Storia d'Arte that the man was long dead. I think you have a strange sense of humor in such a dangerous time. Winkelmann's cenotaph resides in the museum's sculpture garden. He had been a noted man of letters and, in time, a Vatican librarian. After suffering a strange depression, he fell into company with a mysterious and doubtful companion, one Francesco Arcangeli, who was convicted of murdering Finkelmann brutally, and himself met his end on the wheel. Why did Winkelmann change his plans and rush back to Trieste only to meet his death? Despite Arcangeli having strangled and stabbed him, Winkelmann managed to make out a new will yet while yet living, granting all his possessions to a waiter at his hotel, the Locanda Grande. This location is striking. The hotel site dates back to the Roman era. It is currently called the Hotel Vanoli. What can this waiter have done for him? The Museo seems to have only seven of the ancient medallions for which Winkelmann was believed to have been murdered, though the case was built for eight. Winkelmann's papers were purchased by one Giovanni Termona. Where are they now? Antonio Termona is his descendant, and we have an appointment to meet with him soon. Preparing for our meeting in a library, Neruda ran across a troubling artifact, a description of a court-martial from 1797. Soldiers, including one Les Grands, who may have had loot from the burning of Yonavere's mansion on his person, met a man called Marchetti, who seems to have murdered Le Grand for the loot, which he would claim later to have given to his master. Violence, death, and confusion followed, with one soldier claiming that Marchetti was transformed into a monster. Is the strangling of Winkelmann related to the strangling of the soldier Aaron? Who or what was the so-called master? I have seen a body beaten beyond recognition in an instant in an alley of Malone. Before we left the library, we startled our hapless soul, the handless and tongueless Helmut Grossinger. As Neruda noted, to take these things from a person is an effective means of silencing them forever. 
I shall check to see if we have any word from you, Smythe, while sending this with my best fishes, Roland Kurtz. All right. <clears throat> you recall what time of day it is? I should always write this down, but we don't. Um, it was late. Where we... was, was it evening? I believe it was Saturday. Went to the library. We we ended as the library was closing, so it's we have not yet had supper, but we have plans to see the family on the following day. Hmm. So Eleven a.m. tomorrow. It is right. Sunday. Sunday. All right. I thought it was about five p.m. Oh. or something like that, wasn't it? Okay. Is there anything that you would like to do? This evening. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're the wind, the wind is still cold, mm-hmm. but it's 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 manageable right now. It was really bad yesterday. Yeah. As Dr. Kurz alluded to, it's definitely one to check uh, if Smythe has sent us any uh, telegrams. And just to be clear, I think we are up to 1030 in the morning on Saturday, so I don't think it is Sunday because... No, Sunday you arrived. You arrived Saturday evening, late, on the train. Oh, you Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then, then it's Sunday because you updated your stats. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Sorry. So this is Sunday dinner time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Interest. We'll say we'll say it's early. You know, it's still like six or seven o'clock. So, yeah, not quite dinner. So it's already dark because it's winter. But uh, there's a lot of you know, people do tend to stay up late uh, in this culture. So there are dinners. There's nightclubs. There's dinner places and all sorts of things. Even though it's quite cold. Oh yeah, we could go to a swinging nightclub. And... Mm. I would think that maybe we could uh, a dinner. We could see if this hotel that is on the place where the waiter worked, if they have a uh, a restaurant, get a feel for what we're looking looking through there while enjoying maybe a good meal. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh... I am curious how, how much the place has changed over the years since the site itself is ancient and it's gone through so many hands. All right. So it's a short um it's a short taxi ride over to that area and in fact the uh, the Hotel Vanoli is actually a pretty little hotel. Um as you get out of the taxi and it's it's you know you're bracing yourself against the cold um you notice uh something that there is a little uh kind of gruesome little monument out in front of the hotel kind of towards the side not like in the middle of the sidewalk or anything and it looks like the kind of wheel that you would torture somebody on oh jeez um and uh, it does. I mean, it's it's kind of stylized, but at the same time, it's it's obviously there because Winkleman, who's very important to these people, was murdered there, and 
and the uh, the criminal was tortured mm-hmm. on that that thing. I'd like you also to do a spot hidden for me. All right. Ooh, eighty-four. Yeah. My 26. first fail of evening. Who, who passed? I think I did. Ninety. Okay. So that's a fail. <laughs> You need to check what degree of success, if that matters. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't matter. Um, Dr. Neruda, as you're standing there, you guys stop for a moment to look at this strange uh, monument. Um, Dr. Neruda, you kind of glance upward at the hotel. It looks like it's maybe a four-story hotel. But directly above the entrance, and maybe two windows to the right so the the first floor above the ground floor there's somebody in the window looking at you you the the five of you from the window uh and it looks like a thin pale uh white or very light blonde haired man um dressed in kind of a yellowish suit. Um, staring the platform. At yeah. Uh, Roland, it seems our yellow, our fellow in the, uh, in the yellow apparel is, uh, is staying at this establishment. You see him. Oh, well, it is good that he made his way out of the depot. Um, He's looking at us? Yeah, he seems to be looking right down at you. I'm going to respond to him. When you um, do that, he see, you, you, the impression's almost as if he fades away, except that you think that he just took a step backwards uh, into the room, and you lost, you lose sight of him. Uh, uh, what floor was that? Just one floor up and two two doors to the the right. Yeah, we could easily find out who's in that room in the hotel. Yeah. We could go and knock on the door. I don't know if the desk clerk will give us names, but oh, it should not be difficult he's... if there's a central stair and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he, did you get an, an idea of his expression, Neroda? No, but it seems as though, I mean, he was watching us pretty intently. I wonder if he saw us on the platform as well. I don't know how he would have anticipated us coming here. And you agreed also that that uh, painting we saw of Finkelmann, he bore a resemblance to this, right? Uncannily so. Also, not the hair so much, but age, except that Winkelmann has been dead for hundreds of years. I mean, if if what we think is here is here, perhaps given its cerebral nature, it has something of a capacity to create ghosts. Sort of. Uh, when we saw him at the station, he seemed unhappy or impatient. Did he seem actually cold? He seemed sad. Um, he seemed no, sad, but... you wouldn't. You wouldn't say he was shivering. 
but he looked like he was way underdressed. Uh, if he is, and if he is the ghost of Winkleman, it makes a certain degree of sense from a, an occult perspective that he would be staying at the site of his death. No. Perhaps he's it, waiting for his traveling companion who, who he uh, abandoned. And especially <laughs> you mentioned that, that he wasn't wearing much and he didn't seem cold, which yeah. also kind of adds to that oh. theory. What do you think are the protocols uh, now in Trieste about asking about who occupies a room? Mm. Do you think this is something one can do with a small tribute to the person at the desk? Or I, I wonder if anyone is in that room. Yeah. Yes, I'm curious about that myself. I believe, I mean, Italy's current uh, political yeah. crisis. I don't know if they'll be. The the economy's not doing too uh, well. Foreigners yeah. asking about who's staying in which rooms might make some people antsy. But on the other hand, the, uh, the uh, lack of stable economy, a sizable... Uh, tip of some sort might be very appreciated Good. i mean when you said he faded away you know like almost like an uh, ethereal did, did you get or maybe just a trick of the light do you think what we can do is just ask we could get rooms and see if we get if we can get that room. Yeah, we had already considered briefly changing to this hotel, uh, which might be a center of activity. On the other hand, perhaps we do not want to bring the other semi-Akram pieces into this space if it is charged already. Hmm. One interesting or... thing to consider is if the simulacra pieces attract each other, which we're still not sure if they do, yeah. they could just bring the piece to us if, they, if it's here. It's, yeah, it's, much worth, it's worth a chance. It's worth yeah. a shot. Although, I, they could also pull our simulacra pieces to wherever it is and leave us with yeah, one of them. That is the issue. We, we yeah. have to be careful. We don't, I, I don't we really still don't understand exactly what occurred back in Venice. No. No, we do not. Let's go well, in. It's it's getting cold yeah. out here. Oh, yeah, getting. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Right, so you step into the lobby. It's very nice. Like I say, it's a little chillier than you'd expect just because people are going in and out and letting the cold in, letting the heat out. Um, but the concierge is there. Uh, and he I... says in Italian, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, first oh, of all, Buongiorno. Uh, well, yes, I, I, my Italian is not as good as yours or Dombrowski's. Um, but we are, we would like to dinner, and also we are curious about the history of the place. Um, he um, looks, uh, sort of rummages around under the desk, and uh, he pulls out like a, a pamphlet, like a brochure for the hotel. Um that just has, you know, uh, 
unimportant to really uh it doesn't really go into the history of the hotel just the current owners and the you know the amenities and so forth um and he motions for you that there is a, a, a cantina inside the, uh-huh. the bottom where you can get food yeah so this pamphlet does not suggest by any chance that the vanoli family took it over after a member of the white staff had been given a largesse from a deceased German intellectual. Right, no. <laughs> yeah. Does this hotel have an elevator or is it uh, stairs? It has, ele- it has an elevator, but it also has a grand staircase going up. To the next I'd just like the- to just temporarily split off and just casually go upstairs to roughly where I think that room is just to get an idea of a room number. Just casually. Okay. I'm not going to go breaking in or anything. I just want to just get the room number so we can discuss. We'll have you do a, an intelligence role to see if you can sure. sort of work sure. out. It shouldn't be that hard. Oh, look at that. Oh, come on. <laughs> wow. It was a double zero, but the classic double zero followed by a zero. Okay. Somehow you end up on the fifth floor. You don't know how you got there. Since the stairs only went up, yeah. (laughs) You went through some liminal space to get up there. All right. So much. We forget Theodore has always been here. He's always been the caretaker. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I'm the the hunter. I'm the one that's supposed to be able to track. So what? To make it realistic, you go up the stairs onto the landing, and then you know that it was very close to the front of the the hotel. You walk in that direction, and it could be one of maybe three doors. We'll just say 101, 102, and 103. You're just not sure which one it was. Got it. Okay, I'll saunter downstairs and join everyone for cocktails and appetizers. Okay. And the rest of you are going to go into the restaurant? All yes. right. It's a it's a nice little restaurant. Um uh I guess uh, unless you want to discuss me, nothing really much is going to take place in the restaurant, but it's I'll say that the cuisine is quite good. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, Does, got, uh, they've got an excellent chef. Excellent. Uh, um, the waiter, uh, I assume he's probably multilingual. multilingual yeah, he's though. probably got multilingual. Yeah. Uh, then I mentioned it's like going, ah, you know, I'm in German because I don't speak Italian. Um, uh, see if he speaks German first. He probably does. Yeah, and then I go. Uh, I'm kind of a a little hobby of mine is uh, touring uh, older places that have a uh, a haunted history. Is I know that this hotel's old. Is there any like uh, superstition about a hotel ghost? Or he says, well, I mean. There's this is he, you know, he him haws a little bit at first and he says, uh, we don't really go in for that sort of thing. Um, uh, it can hurt business. Um, but there there was a murder. Oh, and he says, did you see the, the thing out in the front? 
the oh, little the, garden and the, the wheel. The wheel, yes, yes, yes. So it's a man who was murdered here in the 1700s, and they caught his murderer. They uh, broke him on the wheel, so it says. It's quite gruesome. Oh. It's an, yeah, I, I heard. Um, so th this is the ho hotel where uh, a Winkleman was? Was murdered? Was was that the man? Oh, was that his name? I I don't know. Oh, well, I know he was murdered somewhere in this town, and his murder was broken <laughs> on the wheel, so it would make sense. Hmm. Um, I mean, you're kind of ghost hunters. Um, I've never seen anything, but I've I've heard stories, things moving around and things going missing. You know, the kind same kind of stuff you find everywhere. Oh, on yeah. any on any particular floor? No. People are superstitious. Oh, yes. Would that be all for you tonight, gentlemen? Shall I bring you the bill? I don't know if you guys are done yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe another bottle of this fine wine and then the bill. I was going to cool. say, I wouldn't mind a, a coffee. Coffee. I'll bring you coffees, everybody. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. It's good against the cold. Uh, architecturally, the place is very modern, or it has bones of different eras, perhaps? Um, no, you're, you're pretty much, uh, as you've read, it was completely demolished. And then uh, Hotel Garney was built in 1873, which for you isn't 50, it's 50 years, you know. And uh, and then it was eventually renamed. So it's it's got a flavor of about fifty years old, but it doesn't look it doesn't look like there's old bones of any previous structure. And completely demolished might mean that if there was a Roman cellar, it is filled or possibly, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, coffee, wine. We warm ourselves up. All right, so you uh, you have some coffee. Um, there is something charming about the place that you do like. Yep. It's it's less it's less prim and proper than the, uh, the place where you are staying. The palace, yeah, Excelsior. Yeah, if we find the, any reason to explore further, it might be more comfortable to do so from here. But maybe we could uh, try. I've noticed around where you mentioned you saw uh, that figure it was somewhere around rooms one hundred one, one hundred two, or one hundred three. Maybe we could see if we could get one of those rooms. Certainly, the, the extra cost would not be uh, that impactful to us. Well, in our he hasn't. Come down for supper. Maybe he's having room service. Maybe. We could inquire to see if any of those rooms are available. It's, it's just it's just peculiar that he'd be dressed in the same way, standing out in the cold at a train platform as he does in his hotel room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus the uncanny similarity you mentioned, and also he was not cold, wearing very little in the icy cold. This all seems very peculiar. Hmm. 
do you think if we step out, he will be at the window again? Doesn't hurt worth to look. It could be worth a try. Never know. Yeah, after after we finish these coffees and pay, we could take a stroll back outside. You should, now that you've been inside and outside, you should be able to kind of triangulate to which of the it. rooms it would be. <laughs> There's no way we could roll another 100. <laughs> well, it's... I wouldn't make you roll it again. <laughs> Thanks. It's statistically <laughs> going to be 1 in 100 on our next roll. <laughs> Sure. So we will we will assume that's what you do. You have your coffee. Uh, one of you steps outside and counts. Um, you come back inside and kind of looking at the stairs and where the rooms would be. You're pretty sure it's one hundred two. Hmm. You're you're pretty much convinced it's one hundred two. If we knock and someone answers who we don't recognize, we say we uh, we thought that our friend Katarina Cavallera was staying in this room. Uh, I'm very sorry to bother them. All right. So you go up the stairs. You all go up the stairs? I'll stay down. Uh, I'll stay down as well. I, I was thinking of actually trying to rent 102. Or... I'll go I'll go with Roland, and we should bring Dorian, because Dorian can pick yeah. locks. Yeah, so okay. I'm going. That, that's why I was going with you anyway, just to... Okay. And speak our, our good old down. anthropologist. <laughs> So the three of you go up the stairs and you go I mean, almost directly to 102. Um, is there a light shining under the door? There is not. I'm going to think of it. You're not sure when you were outside whether the light was on or not. There are lights on the outside of the building, which kind oh, of reflect in the, the windows. Yeah, that would help him fade away if he stepped back also. Um, all right, so you're going to go up to the door and knock. Um, there is no answer and no sound. From the door. What do you want to do, gentlemen? I Do we really want to go? Do we want a little nosy or... Now, if you decide to try to do that, I'm going to have you roll a luck roll because there are people walking around in the hotel. Yes, that is. Uh, this is quite a public place, so if we do decide to do that, we need to be careful. Well, we we should knock first. Yeah, you knocked. There was no answer. We no did sound. knock. Right. That's no why sound. I'm talking about pick locking because we knocked and there was no sound. <laughs> Yeah, I think three knocks, we wait a moment. Three knocks again, still dark, still silent. Uh, we give it a few. Maybe look on, look at the uh, crack under the door just to see any if there's any movement. Maybe it. put an ear, an ear up. No sound. I mean, you can hear the vague sound of downstairs in the restaurant, but... Uh, well, is there... How is this... Before. So we came up a stairwell... Is this like a long hallway with like a going around a corner at the other end? It's more like there's two stairways going up and then there's a kind of a rotunda going around it and the, the room is just right here. So you can actually see 
see if you, downstairs. If you, you can see downstairs if you go over to the railing and look down. Okay. So, so we give uh, we <laughs> we uh, uh, we and I shall have a little pantomime. We watch uh, with eyes open uh, while Dorian attempts the door. And if someone appears, then I am your drunk friend, and you are waiting. Okay. So Dorian, do a luck roll first of all, and then do uh, then do a lock pick roll. I have the shittest luck out of all of us because I spent a lot of luck earlier. You you know what? Because you're because you're picking the lock. We'll have uh, either Gabriel or Roland do that. Thank God, roll. because I have thirty nine luck. <laughs> I have a fifty seven. That's two more than me. We are in ballpark. All right. 57. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you guys managed to block Dorian. And we'll see if Dorian can my chest. Lot. Obviously, it was meant to be, you know? 31. That is a regular success. Okay. So after a couple of seconds, and uh, what might have been a close call, except that it wasn't, uh, you click the lock, and uh, it opens. It is dark inside. I guess I go to turn on the light. Well, okay. You you find a light switch inside and turn it on. Um, the room looks as if it has not been occupied in at least a day or two. It's very well made. It's all you know. Everything is in place, but it doesn't look like anybody's in this room. Um, if you go over to the, the window and look out, you are now 100% convinced this is the room. Okay. Yeah, Roland, uh, Gabriel. I'm also, yeah, at this point, I'm now fairly certain that we must have seen an apparition of, of sorts. Yeah, I think it's very unlikely that we see the man sat in the train station and the same man here looking at us. And yet he has stepped out of the room, leaving it entirely intact and locked behind him with no suitcase. Well, should uh, we should we just look round? If someone was in here more recently, there would still be some form of evidence, surely. Well, I wonder... Sure. Because the room has obviously been cleaned, um, it only oh, takes yeah. you a couple of moments to look around and realize that the toilet paper is still folded neatly and the yeah, there's nobody. Yeah, we could room. we could ask we could rent a room here. Yeah. And maybe one or two like Good. we could get two rooms, two of us stay here, the the other three go back. Um I'm I'm sure we don't uh Gunter and Dorian don't want to be parted from there. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. Also I think and at the same time, perhaps our uh long departed friend was uh signaling us not about this place but about his nature possibly it could be uh, we might see him everywhere we go it could be like a sign uh, um some form of message to us that he had a riddle that we have to solve almost I mean, in my in my studies, um, 
into things esoteric and dealing with religion. I mean, there are countless postulations about how to communicate with the dead and with spirits. I don't believe that any of them have any practical value, but it might be that if we have some of us stay here, if we could try to do our own pseudo seance and try to get them to talk to us. We could indeed. The fact that you were all part of the Arcane Society, you've seen so many charlatans and and you know fakes. You you pretty much know the form of all of those sort of I mean the the obviously the seance form and stuff like that are established things, but most people who do them are just fakes. Right. And I mean light so, shows wait, and I mean, I have a 75 occult, and I've come across some real Cthulhu Mythos stuff at this point, so we could... <laughs> I mean, what? Uh... <clears throat> we could get Who's Cthulhu? <laughs> out, out of, out of <laughs> medicine. Uh, I mean, we've, we've seen some actual yeah. supernatural things at this point. I think we could come up with something to try to get this... Now to bring him back to speak to us here, yeah, perhaps. Uh, uh, it may be that we should simply retire tonight to our rooms that are paid for and uh, sleep well before our meeting with uh, Termona in the morning. And consider, oh, yeah. yeah, that uh, I mean, it is possible that we, if since uh, we saw the Geist Winkelmann at the train station as well, that we can summon him in our hotel. Uh, without moving. He is about the town. Uh, perhaps. I didn't sleep too well myself at the other hotel, so uh, yeah, I might good. just get a room here for the night and try. Nobody has to join me, but I don't see how it could hurt. Yeah, I think mm. if you do, at least one other should stay. I but... wouldn't. I don't mind, Nerda. I could stay. Uh, just uh, one I've got weird. Uh, We've got one of the pieces because I'll have to keep it with me. Let me go back. And it mean, could be almost a test. The presence of the piece could help in some way. Who knows? Whereas if we have all three pieces that we have. I don't like here, the idea of transferring luggage, uh, um, transferring the pieces here either. But I don't know. But you cannot be alone. But I don't want to. I feel like I need to keep my peace with me. I wouldn't think there's danger in taking one with us. We should probably leave the room in case a maid comes in. I don't think this specific space is important any longer. It wasn't here when he was murdered. All right. So, uh, Dr. Neruda, are you going to then try to get a room here? Uh, Darren, yeah. were you going to do the same or share room? Uh, yes, but obviously I would like to get at least the arm from the other hotel. But that's the problem. So I don't know whether I should stay with you or not. I don't know. Someone without well, a again, again, you don't, you don't have to. I don't anticipate anything. It's the simple thing. We all, uh, uh, Neruda should at least have, uh, you know, uh, his robe and slippers and so we all to go back to the original hotel and the two of you come back and two quick cab rides 
I think sure. nothing could be simpler. Make sure we secure the room here first. All right. So, Dr. Nabruta, you're going to go back to the concierge. Yeah. Um, well, it's a good thing Dorian is with me because uh, I don't speak Italian. Yeah, good reason I'm with you at the moment, yes. Uh, concierge probably speaks your language, so... Yeah, Spanish um, and English, uh, so. Uh, so you want a room in the hotel? Uh, yes. Just um, for the night. Want to ask for a particular room, or is he just going to put you on the? I'll ask. I'll ask for one of it was one o two, right? What one o two? And he checks and he says, "Yes, that's vacant. We can, we can put you in that room." Excellent. All right, so Doctor. Naruta is in 102. Dorian, are you going to go and come back? Yeah, I'm going to go and come back. Going to bring the... I am. One, then Naruta's not alone. I'll probably see if I can get another room. Maybe see if one either side of Naruta is free. We'll say one of three is free. Yeah. And also it's a test to see if the piece reacts to this area. Okay. So I might not get much sleep because I will be probably seeing if the piece reacts. Theodore, Gunter, and uh, Kurtz, you're all staying in the Excelsior. Oh, yes. They had the yes. view of the ocean. Yes. All right. Um, Definitely want to check to make, you know, immediately check on the pieces of the simulacron. Everything sure seems to be in place. Uh, and at this point, Dorian's going to take one of the ple- the the arm with him. Good. Uh, so now one piece is in the. Uh, crap! I lost the page. Man, the name of the hotel. Shit. Vanoli. Vanoli. The Vanoli, and one and and two pieces are at the Excelsior. Excelsior. Mm-hmm. Yep. Manoli right. is, is the other one. Vanoli. Vanoli. It's so uh, important to the to the story that Tom can't remember it. <laughs> well, it's I, because it goes from one name to the next name to the next name to the next name yeah. <laughs> the way it's written here. I was wanting to write the address down, but all right. Well, players love writing those down. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so the cold temperatures, the uh, you know, the tr- making your way around town in the cold is exhausting. Yeah. Um. So when you come back, you're all going to pretty much, unless you have a nightcap or whatever, you're going to eventually go to bed. Um, you've got an appointment tomorrow morning with uh, an Anthony Termo, Antonio Termona. Um, I would like you all to do PowerPoints. Ooh, 99. That's a fail. I beat you. Oh, really? Triple, triple goose 30, eggs. 33 out of 50, so I do succeed. No, I, I rolled a 98. <laughs> Two of us rolled really well, and the rest rolled terribly. Okay. 98. We had 98, 99, and 100? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Two 100s in the first dozen rolls. Oh, good. <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> 
That's a it's, bad omen I, for I just heard because right. I was bragging about sleeping so well the night before. Those of you who fail, who failed? Critical. Those of you who failed. Critical? You got a triple zero? Okay. Dr. Roland, you are going to use, lose six magic points. Ooh. Um, the other two of you can roll a 1d6 and see how many you lose. Three. I also lose her. Are we getting them back at regular rates? You you get them back at one an hour. <clears throat> okay, um, so I lost. So them. you would have gone back to normal, but okay, and now I'm back down three. Okay, okay. Um, and those of you who lost, uh, you uh, you wake up not very comfortable, somewhat exhausted. Um, otherwise, you wake up okay. Um, are you going to get together for breakfast? Yeah, probably. And where? Yeah. Uh, well, which one's closer we to? Got, uh, we just got rooms yeah. for the one one night, so I think it makes sense for Dorian and myself to t- taxi back over to the palace. Okay. Oh, thank God. Right. Did you react during the night, or or was it just not? Did it just? Now I forget when. Termona was going to have your when you were going 11 a.m. 11 a.m. All right, so you've got a few hours this morning to to kill if you want. Oh, you have a decent breakfast, um, and you may chit chat unless you have nothing. We can skip ahead. We'll just say, yeah, we stayed the night there and nothing nothing happened, so Hmm. Uh, I'd like to check on the pieces very quickly of uh, the simulacrum, the two pieces that were at the Excelsior. Did they move around at all, or did they just exactly where they were? I laid next to me all night. Yeah, they're fine. Both of them? Yes. Well, they're together with Gunter, right? Yep. You snuggled both pieces. No, not literally. literally. No, 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 no. He doesn't snuggle both pieces. The torso snuggles him. Oh. And he snuggles the leg. Duh. Okay. Uh. <laughs> and Dorian and uh, Dorita come back and join you for breakfast. Um, Dorian still has the leg or the arm. Oh, good gracious. Leg. Okay. All right. So, coffee in the paper. Maybe something's happened in Thursday. See, nothing. Nothing of note has happened in Trieste. There's, there's mostly people on the street are concerned because there are a lot of black shirts uh, that have joined Mussolini's group, and they are wandering the streets nobody wants to say anything really bad about them but you get the, de- the the definite impression that they're just a bunch of thugs with authority mm-hmm. they're not nice to foreigners so you will want to be careful all right anything before 11. Mm-hmm. Do we have at all to organize a strategy for uh, Signore Termona? 
We have simply academic interest. Yes, we have a friend, yeah. uh, Professor Smythe. He recommends we study Winkelmann. We are tracing uh, a lost artifact, and we think somehow the Winkelmann curiosity, the missing coin, perhaps somehow it plays into effect. Yeah, we want to, if we would like to see his papers, perhaps we can write him up when they are translated and published, and he. Yep. And we'll see if he's friendly or unfriendly. Well, he seemed friendly on the phone, so... But, you know, some people are different on the phone. They've got to appear more business-minded and friendly. Give a friendly aesthetic, but when we meet him, we might... Uh, we will see the truth. Well, from a few people at the, the museum, from a few people at the library, and little bits and pieces. The Termonas have a reputation for being scholars, contributors to the uh, the various uh, archaeological and so forth. Um, academia. Oh, did I miss uh, when when we went to the telegram office? Was there anything from Smythe? You didn't say that you'd actually. You kept saying you were going to go. Oh, well, I'd like to do that before the meeting then. All right. <laughs> So you get to the telegram office and um, you you use your uh, uh, restaurant code, mm -hmm. and there is nothing. Ugh. Silence for me. You know, we should uh, make a point of getting a London paper or two and making sure there's no news about him. No further yeah. news. Probably perhaps have it have it in the library. Yeah, perhaps a telegram to the university or something, just to make extra certain that uh, he's receiving our news. Now you recall that, as far as everybody's concerned, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's he's, he's, in, he's in deep hiding, so no one will know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Probably. Okay. So, probably around ten thirty or so, you catch a taxi, and uh, it takes you into a rather prosperous neighborhood, not far from where the museum actually is. Um, uh, a beautiful little villa. Uh, there are gardens around it with statues, and uh, of course the. Uh, the hedges and the things are, are, you know, in winter mode. So there's piles of snow on here and there. And, um, but it's, it's a white house. It's white, uh, you know, in that sort of, uh, classical looking style. You go up to the front porch and it's like a little semicircular front porch with a little, you know, little tiny dome over the top of it, little pillars coming down and a big double door. You knock on the door, and you can hear somebody coming towards it. It sounds like marble floors, so there's sort of a clickety-clack. The door opens, and there is a man standing there um, who looks almost like a comic book villain. Uh, he's got a patch over his eye. Uh, he's dressed very severely in a, a suit. And he looks at you up and down, and he 
he says in Italian, he says, what do you want? Uh, Zombies, it's the butler. We have an appointment to meet with uh, the uh, Termona and Anthony. Is it Anthony? Antonio. Antonio. Names? I'm Gunter Block. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Gabriel Neruda, who is the one that the appoint appointments is under. Dr. Kurz. Then no, this is under Dabrowski, because I put it. Do a do a psychology role on this guy, this okay. servant butler. Actually, got a pretty good psychology. Eighty-one. Uh, I think uh, that he's having thoughts about sexual relations with yeah. his mother. <laughs> Wow. 66, <laughs> 66 out of 68. So nice. That's okay. Yeah, those of you who pass, he does he's he's borderline rude. Maybe that's just the way servants are here, but whatever. He's borderline rude. And he says, You come inside out of the cold. I don't know why he sounds like Russian, but uh he's <laughs> a, he's very Italian. Slightly rude. It's cold. Uh, you 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 come in, and it is in fact a, a kind of a cold marble floor. Uh, marble floors never seem to warm up much. Uh, it's checkerboard pattern, uh, black and white. Um, there are. Uh, this is kind of the the uh, foyer, so it's round. Uh, there is uh, no fireplace in the rotunda, uh, but you can feel heat coming from the the other parts of the house. There's art hanging on the wall. There are a number of sculptures. And he says to you, he says, wait here. Don't steal anything. And uh, he turns around and walks away. So for the moment, you guys are alone in the room. Wow. We were just going to steal a bunch of stuff. And now that he told us not to. Well, hopefully uh, all the rudeness of the house is in, in that ass clowns. I think perhaps he lost his eye to uh, a disgruntled house guest. I'm going to look around at the uh, just kind of cursory glancing at the artwork and stuff, see if there's anything that grabs my eye or if it's just new. Grabs your eye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not intended. (laughs) Um, All right. So aside from maybe one painting that's a sort of Greek fantasy or Italian fantasy sort of looking thing. They're almost all portraits. Mm-hmm. And you can see from the styles of clothing in them and the faces, they're all probably related. They're probably all Termonas and they're from different periods, you know, in in time, by the way they're dressed. Um you also notice a couple of interesting little little sculptures. There is a, for all intents and purposes, you would say a kind of exaggerated uh, sculpture of a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks kind of like modern art because it's very elongated and stretched and the arms are very long. And there seems to be something on it like um like 
a trans translucent sort of how do I describe it? It almost looks like uh, something was melted on it. Um, that, or maybe it's just sculpted that way. It's it's very avant garde. We'll call it right. Um, the other thing that you see is a vase. Uh, it looks very old. Looks very valuable. It's it's got a, a lot of pretty. Uh, maybe uh, Greek or or old uh, Roman. Um, mm-hmm. It's got dancing figures on the sides of it that are very similarly, sort of in an Etruscan style, where they're kind of exaggerated and elongated. Uh, but that also has traces of this, almost like something was dripped onto the vase, or it, where it was excavated from. It was it was encrusted with minerals uh hmm. both pieces the 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 modern one looks old because of it right the uh and the vase does look old the the, the modern do you know what this oh go ahead i'm gonna say does our anthropologist friend here know what's on these statues yeah you mean archaeologists Your, yeah archaeology but yes i can I can, you can you I, roll an archaeology role. I mean, archaeology. Well, I, have, even I do have anthropology. I do have anthropology as well, but I can, but yeah, I will do archaeology because it's uh, fifty-eight out of seventy, so just a regular. But... Okay. So the vase, you're pretty sure it's it's early Roman. Um, the the sculpture of the dancing woman doesn't really look familiar at all. Um. You're not sure that it's that old. Maybe what's, maybe a hundred years. Maybe Art Nouveau. What's the scale of the dancing woman? Is it just the same it's just scale? Little. Oh, it's a tiny figurine. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, scale is all about perspective, right? Like the you're Gunter, and his eyes went very wide when he realized it was a dancer. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many how many times will his heart be broken on this trip? Oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> so uh, this <laughs> this translucent thing that's on it um, is it like completely covered, or are there spots no, where it's it's, it's not it 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 reminds you of like well, you're not really sure. It it looks almost like it might have been excavated from something that had minerals and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay. And something dribbling on it, you know, that that built up over time. It sounds, uh, un- it sounds uncannily as though there might be inorganic chemistry involved. Perhaps uh, I oh. will stand. Yeah, do do an inorganic chemistry. Yeah. I will stand also in such a way that I can give it a little fingernail scratch without being seen the moment the person enters. In case we are inconvenienced. Twenty nine is only a regular. Okay, so the the way that it's on there, and the way you you said you touched it with your fingernail, mm-hmm. it's it's hard, but it's not that hard. You're able to indent a little bit into it. You think that it might be like calcite. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is there is it uh, does it shimmer because there is some crystalline nature, perhaps? Uh, no, it's more smooth. Smooth. Yeah, it's quite Creepy. smooth. Like it definitely looks like something that, like maybe it was kept 
uh, underground and just yeah. the natural minerals dribbled over it and eventually built up a, a Is layer. Is this the sort of thing that might be expected in a cave environment? Possibly, yeah. Hmm. Maybe even a wine cellar in an old house. Yeah, or a crypts underneath. Ah, uh, crypts underneath. Something like that. Hmm. Um, and yet this other piece is perhaps less than even 20, 30 years old, so it would have to be very active if it was the same source. About about this moment, um, uh, a man comes around the corner, and he's uh, dressed uh, rather well, but not super formally. You know, it's his home. He's not working. He comes around the corner and he's like, oh, you've arrived. I've been so, so anxious to see you. Uh, don't pay attention to Marco. He's an old servant from the house and he's very gruff. Um, <laughs> he comes forward to shake your hands. And I'd like you all to do spot hiddens. Oh, oh yeah. Come on, baby. Oh, fuck. No. Great. 95! Oh. You're, you're really rolling today, aren't you, Dr. Perry? <laughs> I am success. somehow on a roll. When did, when did Stu teleport over here and take my dice and replace them with his? That's, that's what I want. Compared to last week, I am on a roll with my dice. So when he uh, comes up and he's shaking your hands, uh, who, who passed? Hard I success. got no free. Okay. I got no extreme. Uh, oh. Okay, uh, Dorian and Roland, you both notice that um, there is no arm coming out his left side. Um, he's got a shoulder, but the sleeve hangs down and, and covers. Um, so maybe he doesn't have an arm. You've seen a lot of war-wounded people in the past couple of weeks. Does he look like uh, he'd be of the age that would have fought in the war? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says, please, please come inside. Uh, um, this this room is somewhat cold. Uh, we'll go into my study. You said that you were from uh, where? We, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Miss Katonic uh, in, uh, in the USA. In the United States, yes. Mm -hmm. um, very prestigious college. Um uh, you you had said that you were uh, you were studying our Winkelmann. Yes, yes, we're here. We're here doing some research into um, Eastern European religions and oh. Winkelmann's work with uh, with Greek art and sculpture. I mean, that's I mean the religious significance of such things uh, to the ancient Greece, Greeks is something. Uh, a particular interest to us in our, our research and he seemed to be an interesting fellow and want to learn more about oh well, that's wonderful yes um well and he begins to tell you what he knows about the winkleman story which is stuff you've already gleaned he mentions the epitaph um that his family uh gave part money to put the epitaph up um and that uh after after a period of time, his, uh, I don't know how far back ancestor, oh, it was grandfather, great-grandfather, whatever, um, purchased uh, the Winkleman papers, uh, which the family has kept. Of course, they've got, he says, we've got quite a collection of all sorts of different things, um, but um, 
you know things that we've picked up over the years but uh uh the winkleman papers have have stayed in our possession for since then um and he takes you into a room uh off of his study and uh there is another similar portrait of winkleman and uh there are some cases with books and lots of papers and things like that he says well this is this is what we got from that collection um i'm not sure what good it's going to do you but here it is was there a journal too oh yes this is the journal right here and he points to it under the glass um he says uh perhaps you'd like to look over it uh, to read it oh and he says this with a big smile on his face. That would be, be my I mean, I, Nothing makes academics happier than being able to read things. Well, let's see how you do. And he opens up the case and with his one hand, he, he pulls it out. Um, and uh, let's see, he hands it to you, Dr. Uh, I mean, uh, Theodore, since you asked for it. And I speak fluent Italian reading. Yeah. You uh, open well, it up very German, carefully. He? Oh, he's German. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I hand it over to to Gunther or Roland. <laughs> well, Ter- Termona uh, has this sort of. He's got like the cat. Deli- the he's waiting for us to open it. Like delightful. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting for you to open it. Um, whoever, which whenever one of you opens it. Uh, you immediately realize that it's been written in ancient Greek. Ah. I do yes. not speak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of us do. Uh, uh, to be honest, it's 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 just been kept by us as a kind of a curiosity. Um, as I say, we have such a large collection of art and, and stuff. Um uh, perhaps my great grandfather was a bit interested, but I've never even, I've never even, you know, tried to do anything with it. Uh, although I, I, I know a few scholars who might uh, be able to help. Um, I'm not sure if if you would be able to decipher it. All this other stuff. This is from his, uh, you know, study his notes on that book that he wrote about Hercules. Uh, this is all in Latin. And and he points out to the other things, but they're all in uh, almost all of his research papers he did in Latin. Um, his personal stuff he did in this ancient Greek, and that's wow, that's I all read, I really know. I can read Latin. Well, when you look over some of the Latin documents, they are all very um, dry yeah, academic, dry stuff. academic stuff about his research in Rome and and stuff like that. Um, would you mind us getting someone here to translate this? This this is of a fantastic find, great value. Well, I'll, I'll bring it with you, and let's uh, let's go back into my study and see if I can locate someone. Yeah, and we can make also a photostatic copies if we need to take it to an expert who's not present. But if you know someone, of course. So he um, he looks through his uh, maybe he's got a Rolodex. I don't know if they had Rolodex back then, but he looks through it and uh, he says, uh, "Ah, um, 
uh, it's a friend of mine, Marcius uh, uh, Mononelli, Marius Mononelli. He actually uh, is an expert in ancient Greek. Um, I could uh, give you his address, which oh. he he hands he writes down quickly and hands it to you. I can give him a call, tell him that you'll be over later if you want. Oh yes. If you're from the university, Miskatonic, you're probably well aware of how to handle such things as this. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to lend it to you as long as you keep it safe and uh, and you know, I mean, one academic to another, we're all scholars, aren't we? Of course. Are the best of us also gentlemen? <sighs> Signore Thermona, I wonder, uh, it is curious to me that after uh, Herr Finkelmann's astonishing career uh, and his many successes, do you not think it is strange this, this, uh, the last of his life when he travels first with his friend, the art uh historian and then turns around and meets his Archangeli. And what do you make of him being so nearly killed and yet uh, changing his will? Do you, are there, are there uh, traditions, stories about this mysterious part of his life? As I recall, I think you might have it just a little bit mixed up. From what mm. I understand, uh, his will was changed uh, shortly before he was murdered ah, by Archangeli. But he may have been... Uh, uh, there's a great deal of indication that he was a very depressed man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what his affiliation with Archangeli is, I don't have any idea... All of the, the literature seems to suggest that this Archangeli was a nefarious of some sort. Um, and he sort of looks looks around, which is odd because you guys are all alone. He says, um, possibly a, um, uh, I, how do you say it, a pimp? Perhaps he was trying to get rid of his uh, depression uh, physically. You, you know how that goes. Um, yes. But um, he left a great deal of his things to uh, a waiter. And that is, I believe, who my great-grandfather purchased the uh, the scholarly works from. I don't know if there was money or not. Oh, yes, that's interesting. So perhaps in your record somewhere you have the name of this uh, fortunate waiter who did Winkelmann such a good service that he was rewarded thus. I can I can look. Um, I'm not even sure where to begin, but I, I can I can have a look for you if that's if that's all right. Perhaps I can tell huh. you when you when you've uh, finished with the book and bring it back to me. I wonder yeah. if this this waiter would have been uh, how a lot of historians would write about men that were friends. They were friends that 
lived together. Wonder if this waiter and Winkleman had a relationship that was would have been frowned upon at the time at the time and at this time in nineteen twenty. Certainly, the man murdered him. Yeah. So the waiter murdered him. No, the, I'm sorry, I said that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about the architect. Oh no, no, I was thinking maybe that's why he let changed the will to the waiter because maybe they were. Well, I mean, if there's anything else I can do for you, please. You have my card. You have my my number. I do have a telephone. Uh, you called me yesterday. Of course, I have a telephone. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, just one other speculation, and we will leave you with your uh, uh, to your, I'm sure, busy day. We were struck also that uh, of the eight coins that the medallions for which the case was obviously made. One is not in the museum with the others. Oh, I, I as I say, I really wasn't. I don't know that much more than what you know. Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, perhaps it's a mystery that you can solve. Yes, we would like to. It's a curiosity. Theodore so Doris. Theodore Dorian and Dr. Neruda, please do a spot hidden roll. Hey, look at that. I failed. Also <laughs> <laughs> <So> failed. <laughs> I failed, and I'll oh. spend six points of luck to pass. You'll spend six, six points of luck to pass. Okay. So I'm assuming that's the end of your conversation. Um, and as he's, you know, he's showing you to the door, uh, Marco, the, the waiter, is standing next to the door and he's opening it. Um, maybe a little too soon before you actually get to <laughs> it. Uh, doctor, I'm going to, I'm going to type this to Dr. Neruda. Oh. Um, as you guys are going out. Did this Marco even take our coats from us or have been sitting around covered in furs the whole time, dripping on the marble floors? I wonder. Uh, he probably, uh, maybe he hung them up next to the door. That makes sense. Threw them on the couch. <laughs> Threw them on a, on a dog. He, he, grabbed, he <laughs> took them from us and immediately just dropped it onto the floor and then wiped his feet on it. And then... <laughs> uh. Thursby, in your you, you were mostly a collector of things that are from animals, but um, have you seen before this interesting patina on these sculpted pieces? I suspect that this dripping sort of shape is uh, a calcium deposit, specifically a calcite matrix that was. Uh, it, it, that stands to reason, but I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't have seen anything like that. Before at all, my hunting. Have we, so have you guys? You guys have gone outside. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've stepped outside. You're walking back towards the hmm. taxi. He I know. Very helpful. Once, once we get into the the taxi, I mean, I'm like something, something's off about Tremona. What do you mean? He seemed like a. I feel my flesh crawling up my neck. There's. 
his missing oh. arm there was there was something moving under his robe do, do you do you think he might know something about the simulacrum it, it, i don't know what it is but it it wasn't an arm it it was just hmm. wrong whatever it was it was wrong hmm oh, sorry you don't think maybe he just had like a nub and that was I mean possibly maybe but mm. I, I put a certain uh, weight and stock behind what you're saying here because uh, we've all experienced some pretty bizarre things so far so I know you're not I, overreacting I, I, think I just with what happened to poor um, Katarina, yeah, I can't. I I can't forget that little rat creature with the human hands. Oh, I wonder if he's you being know, manipulated are... by this somehow. Well, we 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 are looking for a left limb, after all. Don't we have the left limb? You have the left limb. We have the left, but it's we have the left arm and leg. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the. I thought it was Dabrowski's right. That's why I'm confused. That hurt him. He's the left. Oh yeah. So, are you heading to Marcius Mononelli to translate? Is that what you want to do? I think so. Oh yeah. Yeah, we have to get this translated. I, I, I'm of the firm belief that we'll make some progress with the translation. Uh, before, as we are driving away in, in the cold, uh, this, uh, I assume the Termona estate is an old building. You described the portico, and uh, so. Yeah. Um, and what sort of grounds is it on? It's It's got its own, it's got a fairly large grounds, though. There are other villas nearby. Um, it has what looks like a formal garden with trees. Of course, it's winter, so yeah. the hedges all have snow on the top of them. In terms of outbuildings, is there anything like a family mausoleum or the like? You don't see anything separate from the buildings. No, but oh. there could be cellars and subcellars where this there could be things blocking your. There could be things blocking your view of the back too, like at the. At that chateau in France, where we found the first piece, yeah. buried below, unbeknownst to the owners above. Yeah, in that case, they had no idea. But in this case, it might be somewhat different. Yeah. At this point, it it seems that when people are unfriendly, they are safer than when they are friendly. Often. Yeah. Uh, Right. So perhaps his uh, Mononelli will, uh, if he offers us a beverage, we should all drink it. We should all drink it? We should not all drink okay, it. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, if we all if we all drink it, then we'll all die together. And then... No. Then it will no longer be a problem. So oh, yeah, it will be our problem. That's that's pretty yeah, hard. hard. But there's some other very fatalistic. <laughs> How far away is uh Mon <laughs> Mononelli's? Probably only about ten minutes. 
taxi driver is probably listening to our conversation. <laughs> no, you're probably not having it in the yeah. Italian, yeah. so he probably doesn't understand. He with the skin one or something. All right, no, so I just you thought that would translate it for him. <laughs> translate it for the taxi cab driver. <laughs> So you travel uh, to what appears to be like a uh, slightly more modern uh, kind of, you know, Italian apartments. Um, they're they're nicer than apartments. They just their how their dwellings are kind of stacked all together in this part, um, and you find the address. Uh, you go up to the door and uh, you knock, and you are met by a female uh, servant, um, who says, um, in sort of broken English, uh, she said, uh, uh, "He is expecting you." Oh, grazie, mille grazie, signora. Uh, please, uh, please Fingerina. come inside. Uh, you can hang your coats there. Ah, thank you. Um, and uh, she takes you to uh, uh, a back room. Uh, inside the room, uh, as you come inside, there are books and there are manuscripts here and there. There's a large desk, and behind the desk is uh, a man... Um, say he's probably in his 40s uh he has quite a bit of a beard um and as you enter the room uh he looks up at you and smiles but he doesn't get up and he's like um my uh my friend antonio just called uh he said you have something you want me to translate Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, the diary of uh, Johann Winkelmann oh. is uh, written in ancient in ancient Greek. Yes, I've uh, I've been aware for some time that he had this uh, in his collection. Uh, though I've got work, you know, um, uh, and he never seemed interested in uh, translating it. Um, well, let me see it. Um, can all do spot hiddens? Come on, dice. Hey. Ah, that's bad. Yeah. Theodore, I don't uh, know what your haze are because sometimes your haze. Hey, yeah. I got it. No, hey, it, I didn't get it. <laughs> it, it, it sorry. This, this, this is this is the uh, the latter type of hay the. <laughs> it, it's it's 59 out of 55 but i'm willing to spend the luck just so i can have a success tonight did anybody I, pass i have a hard and okay. only need to spend one for us for an extreme no so. just just a hard uh what you notice as you approach the desk is that he's in a wheelchair he has mm -hmm. a, a blanket draped over his uh legs ah in the land of trieste the four-armed man is king Four-limbed, not four-armed. And he says, so, well, um, if you don't mind, let me let me see it. Of course. Uh, he takes it, and he's wearing gloves. He takes it, and he 
opens it up and says, oh, oof, this might be a somewhat of a challenge. Um, dialect Sionic. And he flips through the pages. Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, this, this, I would say come back either tomorrow late afternoon or possibly the following morning. I'll give you my card with my phone number. This is going to take me at least a day, maybe a day and a half to translate. I think that's very impressive that you could consider it in such a period of time. Well, I can see how many pages it is, and it's in the dialect I am mostly familiar with. I'm speaking conservatively. I, I um, sort of, I'd like to kind of walk around nonchalantly and try to get an angle at where his right leg would be, specifically his right leg. Okay. Is it there? Or um, his legs are covered in a blanket. Oh, completely. So I can't like sort yeah. of come around towards the rear and kind of see or. Right. And then there's not much room to go behind him. But I'll oh. I'll have you do a a spot hidden. Okay, here we go. This is when we're gonna, with this is when we're gonna roll a ninety three. Okay, I I bump into the wall. Roll a ninety three, Ted. You don't see anything. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, gentlemen, you know, he gets your information. You get his information. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. This this might be very interesting. Um. Or perhaps not. This. This first line here, I can tell you, says something about his dinner uh, wasn't very good at the hotel in Rome. It seems to be a journal. Mm. We expected perhaps uh, things took a turn for him, and this might help explain uh something more vital things toward the end of his life uh, um, do, are you familiar being a resident with the uh collection at the museo of the uh the medallions he was famous for? i haven't uh i haven't gotten around much uh in the past few years certainly um and uh the museum is not exactly uh Wheelchair accessible. No. <laughs> uh, no, I'm afraid not. Um, so I will, I will, if you want me, I can call you when it's ready. Or you can check. Yeah. If, certainly, if anything comes up that you find interesting, please, we are eager to hear from you. Uh, we certainly don't want to bother you while you're working. If it is, also, if it is not an insult to you, uh, if we could uh, remunerate you for your services, we'd yeah. be happy to. So, university with which we are working has a stipend for these sorts of things. Oh. Well, then in that case, and he gives you his uh, his fee, mm-hmm. uh, what it would normally be, depending on you know, the number of hours. Um, this way, we don't have to take you away from your work in a way that inconveniences you unduly. Yes, thank you. And uh, and he says, if you will show yourselves out, 
Of course. Yeah. Okay. So you step outside. Um, it's chilly. Uh, you're going to get back into a taxi and head back into town. Okay. What would you guys like to do next? How, how far out of town is his uh, abode? Who are we out? like? I mean, uh, where we're just leaving? Like, is this, this in? It's, this it's in? part of the town. It's it's part of the town. Yeah. he doesn't make obviously as much money as Termona has. Yeah, probably no one here. Perhaps all of this we would walk if it were a beautiful spring day, but that's probably true. Yeah, unfamiliar oh, wow. city when it is bitterly cold. You just get you call a car before you leave, and you yeah rush away. I'm there just... are things to see if you wanted to on mm-hmm. your in your travel. I'm. I don't know if I'm paranoid, but I'm a little concerned. He's he's translating the, a copy or the original. The original. The, the original. I'm just. I'm just. I don't know. I, I just, something doesn't feel right. Like I. I just. I fear that uh, something may go missing or not translated right here. I. I don't know. Did any of you get sort of an off feeling in there? I haven't had a. Uh on feeling for a while since we've gotten on this <laughs> godforsaken train to be honest with you theodore i beg to differ hablock you've had a couple of on feelings it's just that they have not worked out very nicely yeah anyway yes. <laughs> yes but yeah but uh, i'll be honest with theodore i i felt very like he was exactly what i expected i mean an academic that you know, he wasn't offended when we offered to pay him. I I might have read him wrong, but I I, I don't trust it's, anyone, to be it's honest. It's curious but. that Ramona never had the book translated until now. No. And you've got a very weird feeling about back there. I think one possibility is that... Uh, he was not interested in the diary because the information within it is not news to him. Perhaps. Uh, also, though, his warm and friendly approach was perhaps overdone. Perhaps his assistant, Marco, describes more accurately the atmosphere of the house. I wonder then, I, well, if he had nefarious purpose or intent, then why would have he given us the journal so freely to translate unless he knows that nothing is in what he gave us? Hmm. Very possible. Are you driving back to your hotel? I think we'll at least regroup and lunch at the hotel while we debate these things. Yeah. We okay. can try again fruitlessly to see if we have a telegram. And we do not, I trust. And good old okay. Smythe. If you go by the post office, there's still no there's no telegram. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like you all 
to do once again a spot hidden girl. Nice. You pull up to your hotel. Fifteen. So just Theodore. No, twenty-eight. I, I, I pass. Nine. I got it. I got a hard. Ninety-five. <laughs> My first check. You need new dice. <laughs> I just got off the zero zero. zero. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. So then, Dorian, I need you to do a dexterity roll. Okay, you'll see the ice. <laughs> Poke himself in the eye. I fail by two, okay. but I just don't have a look. I really don't have the look to spare. Not yeah. really. You um, you step out of the cab in front of the hotel, and you slip on the ice, and you fall on your left side, um, smashing your arm, uh, against the the pavement. Um, the others can help you up. Those of you who passed. You notice that there is, and there are people around. It's a hotel, people around, but you're in front of the hotel. There is a man standing outside of the hotel smoking a cigarette. Um, he sees Dorian fall and he sees you getting out of the cab, but he doesn't react. He stays where he is, but he's definitely looking at the spectacle of you all getting out of the cab and Dorian falling and all of that. The thing about the man is he's rather striking. He is good looking. He is dressed in a, a, a very nice Italian suit. And most striking of all is he has a flaming head of red hair um, with one streak of black in the hair. Now, some people have that streak of blonde. He's got a streak of black in the hair. And he's 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 just, you know, like idiots. Or you're not sure what he's thinking. But he's definitely standing there watching you. Hmm. Judging us. He's dressed. Oh, you go, Roland. He is dressed appropriately for the cold. Oh, yes, yeah. But, he uh, is uh, physically nice. imposing. Um, not necessarily, slight, but, uh, but not... I mean, give him give him the sort of, uh, you know, Euro model, uh, but maybe, maybe 29, 30 years old. Um, it's just the black suit, the, uh, the overcoat, and that flash of, of red hair. Uh, is striking against the white of the building and the, the snow. Uh, so you just notice it comes into your mind. He's also got a rather prominent Roman nose and, you know. But uh, you guys help Dorian up yep. and uh, you you move into the building. Uh, when we go in, I kind of uh, glance over his like his head turning, watching us go into the building, or yeah, kind of halfway. As you walk in, he doesn't move, but he just sort of like that. Is you? 
walk in. I'll give him a nod. Continues to smoke. He he ignores you when you okay. acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Seems we're observed everywhere we go here in Triest. Interesting. Do you want to get something to eat? Do you want to go up to your rooms? I'll go up to my room first. You go up to your rooms, and before you even need to ask, everything is still there. Your, <laughs> your stuff. So you're going to have at least 24 hours. Um, up, up from the room, do, do we have a view of where the guy was uh, no. smoking? No, you can't see the front of the building. Okay. I go back to the room... Uh... I want to check the arm because I very obviously landed on my left arm quite heavily. I just want to check on the arm. Yeah. And Gunter, you feel a little congested, obviously. You're never not feeling congested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to check on the arm. I also wanted to check on my own arm just to see if anything has occurred. No, it's just aches. I'm glad Dorian has his priorities sorted. Have to check the Sedekar arm, and then I'll make sure that I'm okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, They're all yep. important. <laughs> I was wondering, uh, with our 24 hours, gentlemen, um, the uh, Legrand, he was murdered at a... Uh, he was drinking at a tavern, the Drunken Goat. I wonder if... Uh, yeah, that's now the uh... oh, the French soldier. Yes, yes, the French soldier. They're drinking at the Drunken Goat, where they fell in with a Marchetti. I just, I mean, we've got some time to kill. Maybe retrace, try and retrace their steps. See if there's anything <clears throat> we can find find in there. I think uh, that's quite interesting. And then Marchetti was drinking at. The Lizard's Cave Tavern, also. So we've got a couple things. Now, of course, that was 1730-some years ago. So, But in England, some taverns are... Well, our travel, very, our travel book old. tells us where City Hall is. They could have building records that could oh, show yeah. what became yeah. of those structures, perhaps. And that document has more to do in a uh, direct way that we understand to possible artifacts from the young of uh, there is a cave nearby, according to the guidebook. Oh, didn't you say something about calcite, Roland? Indeed, yeah, crypt or cave or underground. This this, is a grotta gigante. It uh, should provide a relief from the cold wind as well. The cave systems are very stable in temperature. Ah, limestone cave, if I remember correctly. Uh, Dorian, you might be able to, but limestone notoriously will leach off as the water drips through it. Mm, yes. That was, uh, actually, it'd be quite nice to go into a cave. It's been a little while. Yeah. 
Also, we we guarantee our bona fides as tourists if we go to an attraction such as this. Yes. Hmm. I don't know. There's part of me wants to go back and just sort of find a place to observe that guy's house that's translating the these documents. I, I don't. I just have this weird feeling that something's going to happen. Um, because you were talking about it, the Grotto Gigante is roughly three miles northeast of Trieste. Okay. Yeah, that's so far. It is thought to be the largest cavern open to tourists in the world. It is the size of St. Peter's Basilica. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. I would call that genuinely Gigante. There are also other cave systems. Um, there's lots of limestone cave systems in the mountains. Yeah. Hmm. But, I mean, as uh, you were saying, Dr. Kurz, I mean, <laughs> it seems like a one of the better leads we might have, and it will also solidify, hey, that we are tourists here also. Yeah. I dislike very much that we seem to be watched everywhere. I'm afraid that the uh, russet head fellow outside is rather more solid than our yellow-suited ghost friend. But yeah, we can have a good lunch, go to the caves, warm up inside, curiously. Mm. Yeah. Would many of you have experience with caves or... Maybe Dorian okay. might. Uh, I probably have some minor experience. Uh, well, I have a natural world of now survival. Okay, yeah, so you probably would know. Caves tend to be, as you say, stable temperature, but that's usually about 54 degrees. Yeah. So it's cold. It's a lot less cold than the Bora. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we take some sandwiches and coffee down as well. Sounds like a lovely picnic. Well, it's yeah, going it's to be a guided good. guided tour. So. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Gabriel, you were very quiet recently. Very, very furry. You're, lo you're, you're looking a little bit hairier than normal. <laughs> need, a, need a shave there. It, is it a full moon? It must be a full moon coming. <laughs> I turn into a cat. It's a cat from another scenario. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so, so is that what you wanted to do? Yeah, I mean, we have to wait for this translation. I don't know what other leads to follow up on at the minute. And I, again, I'm just thinking of the calcite on those objects and that. Well, and, yeah, and I'll, I'll ask the concierge about those two taverns if they're still, if you if they wouldn't know if they're still around. I mean, I'm not well, expecting her to uh, build just... Yes? Some old, some old pubs do tend... Some old, like, taverns do tend to stay. England itself has uh, 10 to 12 taverns that are from 100, 100 or so years ago, but they've just repurposed, and they've kept the same name, so... Yep. It is possible in the wider Europe that they are still around. So are you 
all going to go down to the lobby or is one person going to go down and ask questions or tell me what your logistics are? What are you doing right. at the moment? I'm going down to the lobby to ask the concierge about the drunken goat and the lizard's cave tavern. Are you yeah, taking... I say we are all having lunch together, right? You check the limbs and yeah. in the rooms, and then we have lunch at the hotel, and then we have this conversation and go to the concierge. We want information about the caves as well as the okay. existence of the taverns. So, yeah. but at the moment, you guys are up in your rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Hunter's going to run down and ask some questions. Hunter, you're yeah. going to take the stairs or the elevator? Oh, I'm a kind of a heavy guy. I'll take the elevator. Okay. Then, in that case, do a spot hidden. Oh, gosh. No. Okay. So you get in the elevator. You get down to the first floor. You uh, you step out. You walk across the lobby. You go over to the concierge. Yes, sir. What can I do uh, for you? Yes, yeah, so I was... Um... <clears throat> My father, he uh, he he visited Triest when he was a uh, a younger man, and he, I was trying to just kind of visit the pubs that he visited in his youth, uh, like the uh, the drunken. Uh, he visited a pub, uh, a tavern called the Drunken Goat, and one called the Lizard's Cave. I didn't know if you. Hmm. I haven't heard of them. Let me look in the directory. Then he starts to look through, and he says, hmm, "I don't." I don't see either one of those. This must have been a while back. Perhaps they've changed their names. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, they, probably they, 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 they very likely had. I was, no. sorry, I couldn't help you. Um, um, and uh, the um, the cave that the the cave uh, three mile from here, the gigantic, uh, the the yeah, the gigantic. Yes, yes, um, um, yes. That's. I'm it's quite a, beautiful. Quite beautiful. Oh, is it? Is it? Uh, I'll just come out and say it. I'm uh, not in the best of shape. Uh, do you think uh, a gentleman of uh, well, my there size... are some stairs, but there is a, there's a walkway mm-hmm. um, that kind of leads through the cave, and you can see they've put colored lights to light it up and. Um, I think there might be. It's, it's been explored a long time ago, um, and they've they've set it up to be for tourists. Um, I don't know. You're not that fat, sir. You might you might be fine. Okay. And do they have like scheduled tours? Do you need to schedule yes. tours? Okay. Yes. There are there are tours. I don't think you don't need to uh, have reservations or anything. Oh. Although I'm not sure about this time of year. I'm, I'm sure that they've got something going on. Um, if you'd like, I'll, I'll see what I can find out. Oh, yes. I very much appreciate that. There's probably a timetable. Yeah. You're in room and he tells me. Yes. Yes. uh, I'll do that. Um, Gunter, once again, do a spot hidden as you turn around to go back towards the elevator. Come on, baby. Everybody Uh, else is probably getting ready to come downstairs. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go grab a quick cocktail for the road, Okay, just down at the bar. How'd you do, Gunter? I got a regular. Okay. You are crossing the... Uh, let's let's play it out kind of cinematically. So, um, Theodore, you want a drink? Is everybody else going to come downstairs? 
with Theodore, because right. I do want to speak to Theodore. So you guys hop into the... Well, Theodore's... Uh, yeah, okay. So you guys get into the elevator to come downstairs. And Gunter, as you're going towards the elevator um, to hit the button to go back up, <laughs> you you then notice that there is sitting in the lobby reading a newspaper there is a Turk with a fez on his head and just as you realize that the doors to the elevator open up and you kind of yeah. <laughs> push everybody back into the elevator before they come out so oh, uh, when the... what is it what is it Gunter uh... You know how we've been watched. There's a uh, a, a Turk uh, with a fez over in the lobby. The fez yes. here. Yeah. Now. I mean, they are pretty. That's fairly popular. Yeah, but I hadn't Where? seen them for a while and right now and yeah but uh, i see why you're concerned given the uh the people who attack smythe and who are after the same things we are do any of you kind of take a peek before the elevator door closes again oh i'm thinking of walking right over there grabbing a my cocktail and sitting down right across from the guy okay so you're gonna do that and Dorian's going with you? Yeah, I follow Theodore. I guess right. I will look on horrified as they do this. So <laughs> as they leave the elevator and start to walk, uh, glancing out of the corners of your eyes to look at him, uh, it looks like a fairly tall fellow um, uh, dressed in a business suit. Um, looks like a particular, you know, like a, a businessman, uh, except that he's wearing a red fez. Um his facial coloration is definitely like Middle Eastern or, you know, um, and he's got a beard and a mustache. Um, he's reading a Turkish newspaper and uh, sitting there quietly. Um, you don't know whether he's looking at you or not. He seems to be reading the newspaper. You go over and you get a cocktail and you say you sit down. I'll grab my gin and tonic, grab a newspaper. I'll sit across from him and start reading it and just sort of look at him once in a while. You're going to try to read the newspaper? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'll casually read it and look, glance at him once in a while and slowly sit my cocktail. It's written in Turkish. No, he was reading his own newspaper. Yeah, I I have my own newspaper. Okay. Okay. In English or Italian. I thought you were trying to read whatever's on the back of his newspaper. All right. It's an (laughs) advertisement for hair tonic in Turkish. I don't think we could. I have Arabic, but I don't don't think that would could. Useless. Well, Dorian, do do an intelligence role. Oh, my. Another triple zero? (laughs) No, 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 that is not my own, because that would be, uh, no, 04, yeah, Ooh, 04. Okay. 
Well, you don't recognize it because it's not really in an Arabic script. It's in Turkish. Um, but it, it sort of, your mind takes a picture of the back of that newspaper. Okay. You know, there's maybe some large text and there's some advertisements. And, but that's just for some later time. We'll bring that up again. Okay. Um it is ingrained in my memory now. What are the other three of you going to do? <laughs> uh, if if I do not see the fellow with the uh, unusual red hair, I think the rest of this is frivolous. Of course, there is a man in a fez. We are on the this side of Europe. If we if we run screaming every time we see a man in a semi-conical hat, we have a very difficult time. Yes, there are, I, there are I, also I, people approaching the elevator to go upstairs. Yeah, I'm going up, or I'm. You're going to go yeah, up. I'm not. I'm going to. Uh, we were. Uh, we must we get to the to lobby if we if we yeah. want to. Yeah. So, Gabriel, you're going to stay in the elevator, and go up. Doctor Curry's, you're going to leave it. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. and I'll come to the lobby also. Okay, so I guess so, in my confusion, I stay on the elevator and I get right. You get put away with a couple of other people, and I can go. So suddenly, Doctor Naruto is not with you anymore. As you, uh, do you guys go to the bar and get something to drink and sit down? What, what are you going to do? Yeah. Are you going to, you know, have dinner also? Uh, lunch, yeah. Yeah, lunch, yeah. Okay, yeah, lunch. Yeah, that's right. It is middle of the day. All right, so you did that. And uh, Dr. Neruda, uh, you've gone back up. You have, yeah, I'm uh, going to go back. I'm going to go back down because I want lunch. You you went to the second floor, the third floor, the fourth floor, the fifth floor, and then everybody gotten out by then, and you went back, went back down, down to the bottom. All right, and then you're going to join them for lunch. Yep. Okay. And then uh, Theodore and Dorian, you guys are sitting in the lobby. Did you want to go back and join them for lunch? Anything interesting in the newspaper today? Nothing. Is this is the guy sitting across from us leaving, or no? He's still sitting there. Um, okay. Did I have something to ask? To, uh, you were on about maybe uh, keeping an eye on that fellow's place. I don't think that's uh, a bad idea. Well, with everything going on, I'll I'll leave you with this. You go into the restaurant to eat. And you, you purposely ask for a table where you can see out of the restaurant that they're sitting there. And after you guys have eaten a little bit, you realize that there is no way that he is taking that long to read that yeah. newspaper. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's there. He is and, a hide for something. And I think that is where we will leave it for tonight. Uh, it, whoops. Our players included 
Morgan Llewellyn, David Gasway, Stuart Lively, Keith Craig, and Josh Harwood with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.